Welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast, recording live from Austin, Texas, and you can see the incredible, well, studio slash worship center that we are at, and so, so glad that all of you could join us. Uh, and today is a special podcast that I've got Pastor Joseph Aiken III present with us. Oh, what's up? I got you for Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. And then we also have Mrs. Katie Sass, who's also here. <laughs> I just add charisma. Okay? You, you do add a lot of charisma. Just, okay, uh, wow. Coming right out of the bat. Yeah, so <laughs> this the show's about Joseph. Yeah, so there we go. We got more more charisma. What well, is about you, Pastor Joseph, because we have some exciting news that uh, I think people may know, but maybe do not know. But you are on the path of planting your own church. We've talked about church planting before. But uh, that is getting ever closer for you as we're now looking at a date of January of 24. Yeah, so let's talk about that. As you know, our church has been involved with church planting as we are a church plant. And uh, kind of every five years, uh, I know this sounds bizarre, but every five years, churches are asked to, no, churches in our association, the Association of Hill Country Churches, are asked to have a five-year church planting plan. Now, do churches all plant churches every five years? No, but they're supposed to have a five-year planning plan to do the best they can with, with what they have and all that. And so um, when I got here in 2012, I had a church planning plan, and we planted Holland Greg in 2017, and that was an incredible experience. And so Eastside Community Church is you know, now 12th and Chicago at Meeting Mission Possible. Really cool thing. And then after that, it was like, we are going to try and do this again eventually. And I didn't really know how it all come out. Uh, and um, James Foster, as many of you have know, is now off at Hutto Bible Church as their church plant resident and should be planting in September of 2023. And then Joseph Aiken third is now going to be heading to City View Bible to plant in 2023. January 2024. So let's talk about how this whole thing came, I don't know, came to be. Is that the right word for it? Like you, yeah, I feel like the, the etymology of it is back in the day, uh, you had a call to ministry. And when, and I think when we talk about when it became a call to ministry, and I mean, what I mean, ministry, vocational, full-time ministry. When did it become... Church planting, and I think we talked about this maybe back in 2018 or something along back in those days. Yeah, but it may have been before that. Oh yes, one well, my call to ministry happened when I was like over 20 years ago, and it was like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. It being vocational, where I got paid for it, and that is primarily what I did. Yeah, that happened in 2017 when I came here. Right, I was like, oh, well, how I grew up, the pastors that I run that I was under, they all worked. Right. So they worked full time and they did ministry full time. Right. So that's what I saw. And so I thought, that's, that's just what you do. Right. And so when I met you, like, no, I want you to come on full staff and this is what you do. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, one of the things we talked about on our initial talk about <laughs> when we first went and we were over at the Old Liftmore Center. We yeah. We were walking for a few miles. And I told you, you know, my heart was always to be a lead pastor. Like, I didn't grow up in churches where we, they planted churches. Right. right. It was just like, all right, it's time for you to get to church. You're either going to, you know, uh, interview for a church position somewhere or you kind of go out and do your thing. It wasn't this picture of 
churches planting churches that were in this association mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had never experienced that I never right. it, didn't know what it was and so it wasn't until I came here where it was like oh and Chris was bringing me in on all, into all the meetings and I mean luckily it just happened to be an office building so I was right there yeah come sit in so I'm listening I'm seeing it's like oh this is cool and so yeah as far as church plans church planting mm-hmm. that the idea of planting through World Branch or through the association mm-hmm. that was the problem when I came here yeah yeah and it's, I think it's unique. When I tell people about kind of how our association of Hill Country Churches operates, people like they go, "You do what? Like how? How's that even possible?" And uh, it's hard to explain. And so that's kind of been, uh, you know, the Hill Country Bible Church over at, at Lakeline. You could say is responsible for planting forty church, forty forty one churches. Now, of those, I think 29 are still existing because there's, you know, a bunch of churches merged and some died and that, that happens. Um, but we've been able to be a part of um, Eastside Community Church and then when Eastside planted Refuge Community Church, you know, I, I consider us being a part of that. And then, you know, sending you and uh, James out to plant is just an exciting extension of what of how God can use our church to can further church planting. Even coming out of the season of COVID and everything else, where everything seems to be con- contracting, uh, we need the kingdom of God to be expanding. Yeah, that's good. I mean, even over the past, I, I would say the past year or so, when it's become, we, you and I have talked a little bit more about, mm-hmm. hey, well, this could be a plan. This could be mm-hmm. a plan with COVID and everything. Yeah. And, and so it's just... The light I see, sometimes I feel like, man, I, I know it's there, God. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. to, but I didn't see a light. Yeah. I felt like I didn't see a light. Like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. Don't stay here. Uh, this is what you want us to do. And so I think this past summer, it was it happened quickly in a sense of, hey, Joseph, it's time. Go ahead. Yeah. We release you kind of thing. Uh, God, God's going to do his thing from there. And so it did happen. Me going to City View was pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been having conversation with Keith over the past Oh gosh, a couple years. They've been looking for a church planner for forever. And so he would call me and like, all right, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I think Joseph's getting ready. You know, is it the right time? And he'd go back and forth with me. And I'm like, you know, at some point we're like, all right, let's go. Green light it. Let's, let's do it. And I think it's exciting. It's scary. Because uh, anytime you do church planning, there's a real loss that our own church is going to feel but to expand the kingdom and, and what's going to happen here's what's going to be weird this guy you're going to notice this is what happened last time too that so people won't necessarily go with joseph to plant but they won't stay at our church either <laughs> it's just the reality of how that happens uh so that's sort of a sad casualty of being uh vigorous for for the kingdom is you sort of have the um casualty of, of, of the planning process is people go, oh, I just don't feel like my person that I knew, but I don't actually want to go with them, but that was the person that I knew uh, at the church. That happened a lot with when Holland was sent. A lot of people just sort of fell off. Uh, and that's just part of it. And so I think we'll probably experience that from our own church uh, experience, but I do believe that God's going to be faithful to bring more people to continue the the, uh, the act of discipleship and evangelism, which is really important for us. So I, I think sometimes when people hear that, they're like, well, you're just like cutting off your own legs. In, in a sense, maybe you, you would see that if you didn't believe that God was greater and that there was a specific calling that God has in Joseph's life that we want to um, accentuate, we want to promote, and we want to get behind. Because the, the kingdom of God isn't about a competition so that we can all have jobs. It's about uh, furthering the, the kingdom of God so that uh, God's, God's kingdom, kingdom will grow. grow. So, 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I love that. That was one of the things that drew me to just the association. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, every man, woman, and child, mm-hmm. I change the reality of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I love that. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, there's a high honor, honestly. It, it's it's exciting. Uh, so you know, it's fun. What, what Holland, I think, you know, as as our first church planner that we we sent in 2017. Like, I love meeting with him now. Not that I didn't love meeting with him before. It, it's just the relationship is different, um, and it's an exciting thing to go like, "Hey, what are you dealing with?" And we laugh a whole bunch because we have the same issues as as a lead pastor. And I'm really looking forward to to that experience with you and James, and uh, because it is wonderful, it is exciting uh, to be on the front line. But it is hard. I think there's a little bit of grieving that you have to do to go. I just lost my friends, uh, and it's not that you lost them. It's just different. You know, I don't. I, I used to see Holland every single day, and now I see him once a month. You know, or maybe twice a month. And I feel like and that's hard. I think that's hard for me. I think it's hard for church people. What do you think, Katie? Is that hard, a grieving process to know that it's like sending your kids to college or sending people on to do the next great thing? Um, and it's always more fun to be the one leaving than the one that's left. Yes, it is more fun to leave than to be left. But <laughs> I, <clears throat> it is sad. I'm definitely going to miss y'all, and I'm going to miss James and Katie, and which... I mean, I mean, y'all, y'all aren't, aren't like, 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 luckily you're, you're not, not like moving away, right? but it is kind of a bummer to, to, cause church is such a big part of your life. And yeah. so you see these people all the time. I mean, I see you every Monday pretty much. And so. We'll still have to have you come in for some podcasts. Yeah. You'll be a guest speaker. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, it is, it is sad. So. Yeah, it is. But ultimately it's like, it kind of goes back to a. Um, a seed cannot grow a tree unless it first dies. Yes, it's, first it's exciting planted. and sad. Katie makes jokes. She's like, are you going to even miss me? And she's like, you don't seem like you're going to miss me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I'm just excited for you. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. I want, I want everyone to feel the excitement from me than the sadness right. that you know yeah and so, and so what, it, what what it does mean too is that it's going to require our church to step up in huge way from a layperson perspective because you know it's kind of i'll it's i'll be the only full-time pastor on staff here for a while until we can hire somebody else and it's like ha 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 sucks to be you yeah so it is a little bit challenging uh because there's so, it's not like need goes down it only goes up and so therefore uh, it is a little difficult, and so we are in the process of, of looking for an associate pastor specifically and a youth pastor specifically. So that's that's an exciting thing to be looking for. So if you know somebody, let me know. But it, but it also is, is, is challenging. You kind of go back into church plant mode of like, you know, just getting out there, sharing the gospel, uh, being very vigorous with your time as opposed to running a staff, which is kind of where you start with, right? So I think it, it gets to be a a really cool experience because everybody goes back to church plan mode of like, Hey, we need to reach lost people. And so if you don't do that, what ends up happening is you can focus on keeping people as opposed to reaching people. And that's a, a great way for the gospel to stop going forward. When we circle the wagons, put weapons out, say you bad people stay away. Us good people will be in here. And I think there's a real tendency in uh, our postmodern Christian world to do that because we're so terrified of, of, of them, right? And, and, and so, so I do feel, feel like that becomes a, a powerful... You were a them at one point, Katie, and I, and I, I love that... And I think it was our last podcast where we talked about this. 
where you said, you know, you were a person that took on the view of the culture. And I asked you, do you think you would still be a person of like, uh, like, would I be a liberal if I never became Christian? Yeah. <laughs> like, polit- like politically, like thinking of their political views. Right. Like that, cha- you change. I, I would, I probably would be. Yeah. And, and so, and, and not that we need to get into how to influence the culture. Like we want to influence the culture by changing hearts, not by telling people to change their behavior. Like change the way you vote. No, if you have an understanding of what Jesus has done for you and then the way you get his worldview, it changes the way you vote. It changes the way you believe. It changes the way you speak. It changes the way you see other people, which is why church planning becomes so important because a church, um, that's involved in church planting will lead more people to faith in its first 10 years than for the rest of its life as a church combined. Uh, and that, I hope that's not true for our church. I hope our church continues to, to reach more and more people. And I think it will. But for the most part, a church's first 10 years of life, they'll see more conversions of people come to faith than the rest of its 100-year, 2,000-year history of that church. Um, maybe 2,000 years might be a bit stretch, but yeah, you know what I mean. Joseph, I really want you to get a little vulnerable oh here, here we go just just bear with me but i want you to share some of the sacrifices that you had to make over yeah. the last five years to make you know to make this happen and just like as a husband as a father like what are some of the hardships that you experienced when leaving one career to jump which was into another the, one? yeah the career of school administration right yes because weren't you about to become an assistant VP. principal. So, I just would love if you would share your heart on how it felt kind of changing careers and how that affected your family. Um, I mean, I was excited about, when you say changing careers, like, I, I was always doing ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, it was just not doing teaching anymore. And so, even while I taught, like, that ministry was there. Mm-hmm. I was doing it. So, I, I enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed teaching in that capacity, uh, but coming into the church it was like I'm not limited to one to four walls. Like I could leave the classroom, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, if, as a teacher. If you ever work at school, it's like oh, bathroom break, run out, come back, <laughs> get to the next yeah. class. Like I didn't like those kind of things. That was the joy of leaving, but I, I still miss working with students all the time and things like that. And so the joy of it though, like man, I get to do this all the time. I get to talk about God. Like I don't have to filter or, or right. Or not say things, worry about what if I'm talking to the student, who are they going to tell their parents? Did I invite them to church and stuff like that? Because I would still do it, but it was always that in the back of my mind, who I might get fired for this. I don't have to worry about getting fired for sharing mm-hmm. the gospel because that's my job. Yeah. That. Uh, so that wasn't necessarily switching, switching to do ministry full time wasn't necessary. Uh, like that didn't take away my joy. Like, right. There was a financial piece of it where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you can get this job or you can get this job. And the difference in pay is. Let's you know, and so it's like, ah, you know, God, you got me. And so it was definitely a faith walk mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. And my, my wife, she was all for it. But hey, you know, I told I told one of the elders at City View, I said, hey, when I presented this to my wife and said, this is the difference in pay, she was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. And the elder was like, oh, she told you to do the principal? I said, no, she told me to do ministry. But she's always supported mm-hmm. the ministry, and she knew from the very beginning that mm-hmm. that's what we were supposed to do. Uh, and so our marriage, as far as like suffering, I mean, it's not necessarily suffering, but it's been hard because you, it's a different culture. Yeah. yeah like church, the churches, as far as structure, it's saying, hey, you sing some songs, <laughs> do it now, preach, right. you sing some songs. That there's different pieces and elements in that. I love that. That are a little bit different, but for the most part, there's that 
basic. It's basic. That's mm-hmm. the skeleton of any church. You go, most churches that you'll go to, that's what it's going to look like mm-hmm. uh, on a Sunday morning. And so that was the same. It's just the people are different. You're a minority now, and, mm-hmm. and you know you don't necessarily feel like you fit in, or that your voice matters, and that you don't mm-hmm. have a seat at the table yet, and you gotta prove who you are. That mm-hmm. hey, that there, that people may think this about you, and I didn't know. So in my mind, that was always playing of, hey, this person is looking at me because of the clothes I wear, because of the shoes I wear, and they are uh, prejudging me based on what they think about the world, and so. I felt like at times in the beginning I had to prove who I was or, or show them, hey, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? Like, <laughs> to play this game with them to show them, like, I love Jesus. And so if you can get past these this prejudice of, oh, Joseph likes, you know, nice shoes or the clothes. is You know, he's wearing joggers. Oh, his jeans are a little tight. Oh, they got holes in like And so, you know, that part of it, there was always that. Your style was definitely different yeah. from... All the other pastors. All the other pastors. <laughs> so, but it's like, man, do I be me or do I try to fit in? And so, trying to make sure I didn't necessarily assimilate to the culture or, or in a sense of losing who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as far as parenting, my son is, you know, my son has grown up. This, the, the, the biggest years of him learning has been here at Wells Branch. So, you know, two, three years ago, there was a time when he, he asked me, he said, Dad, how come no one else looks like me in the classroom? Mm-hmm. You know, and those, as a father, uh, that's painful. I mean, it hurts. Yeah. And it's like, God, what are you doing? Like, my son even notices like we he's a minority. And in in on Sunday for me, that was never a thing. Like, and God said, and I and I told God, I said, look, two years, I'm out. You look like this. Mm-hmm. And a year or so ago, when it came back around, God brought it back to my remembrance, and He says, "You out?" I said, "Can I go?" He said, "No." And I'm like, "All right, we well, still got to do this." And so. Just it's it's a faith walk where it's like I'm trusting God with my family. I'm trusting you to lead. Trusting that we're growing from this, and and He has grown us. He's matured us, and and I do believe that He's taking us to the next part of this journey as far as ministry. So, I mean, there's sacrifices of time. You think, and, but that's ministry. You sacrifice mm-hmm. time. Sometimes my, my I have to go do ministry. My kids know that. My wife. There's been 90 hour weeks when I was doing youth ministry during the summer. It's like ooh. I can't even really go home. I got to stay here the whole time. I can't, my wife, we just had a kid. And, well, and y'all were like in the middle of trying to find a house for a long time. Yeah, a and, <laughs> like, a yeah. and so it's, so it's one of those where it's like, man, you, you can, I can look back and say, God, this could have been like this if I did this and I made this money and I did that. God, why do I have to struggle financially? God, mm-hmm. why does it have to look like this for me on my journey? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be this hard? It's not. It's not this hard right. mm-hmm. No. No one gave me this this amount of money and to where I could just go do this and you know pay off a car or buy a house. Or so so I I experienced things that weren't common culturally in where I grew up. Where it's like, oh yeah, someone just blessed me with a car. <laughs> oh yeah, someone just paid rent. Oh yeah, like I started experiencing things like that. Not not no one blessed me with a car, but. Uh, I just started seeing it around me. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is different. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's definitely different. And so, so God, God just—I mean, He taught He taught us a lot on this journey, and it's and it's not over. Like Chris said, I know it doesn't get easier. Yeah, I think it's harder. And yeah, this is the, the this is the the honeymoon part, or like you know, like yay, it's all exciting. And then when that launch day comes, it's grind, 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 and it, it gets scary. You're just like, oh, is it going to die? And then it's fine. And, and you just got to trust the Lord that he's got the whole world in his hands. So, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I know that it's 
not going to be easy. I'm, I'm blessed compared to a lot of people mm-hmm. in the association. This is home for me. Yeah. And a lot, lot of people, people moved, moved, you know, yeah, I moved down, down here. here. Uh, almost, you know, Keith Ferguson from City, he moved down here. Uh, Danny Box was here. Bobby Pruitt was here. And even James Foster now, because I spent 10 years here. Um, several of them were here. The ones that make it usually are pastors that were from here. Uh, because, because you have, you have all, all the relational networks built in, and that's what makes a successful church planner is you're reaching the people. It's like the demoniac going back to his friends and family and telling them what Jesus had done for him. And so when you get that aspect, it's like, um, and, and I think a lot of people from what the stories you've told knew that you were the genuine article back then, and so it's not that hard for them to see um, that you haven't changed and you you were a follower of Christ on the east side, and now you're a follower of Christ in Austin and it's just, we're keeping it moving. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I I think that's a rare thing. And that's what I feel like we need more of in Austin because people, people are church planning outside of Austin all the time. And I, I think Austin needs more churches. We, if everybody wanted to go to church at the same time, they couldn't, you know, there wouldn't be enough room. If you took all the services, there'd still be another million extra people that aren't going to church anymore. And so what we need are more churches, and the best church planners are people that are indigenous because they grew up here and they know the system, they know where things are, they know how people operate, they have relationships with business owners and, and schools and all the things that you need to pull off a church plan because everything's based on relationship because this is any entrepreneurial dream, which is what church planning is and you know, like a bit from a business standpoint, it's an entrepreneurship where you're you're asking people to invest in the kingdom of God at their local high school, uh, at their you know at the bar that we're in now. You know, that's a really crazy thing to ask, and so um, asking people to come join you on the journey is a really challenging thing. And so that's why I love the fact that you are an Austinite. You you get that, and so as you're looking to plant local, it gets people excited to follow that you've known maybe for twenty years, and they're ready to come with you. Looking forward to it. I haven't, you know, I'm not poaching anybody from Will Branch or anything like that. So, cause I, I mean, I know what we are, and I, like Chris said, this isn't a competition mm-hmm. at all. And I'm so I'm excited that I get to go do it. One of the things that <laughs> Chris, I mean, Keith, when you're filling out the application or, or the interview, the stuff I'm signing, and one of them says, "Hey, the goal isn't to just steal people from other churches. Like that's in the, yeah, mm-hmm. the, it's it's Risa Loss. So yeah. I'm agreeing that hey, my, I'm not trying to get all these five good people here, five mm-hmm. good people here. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. This is home for me. So I got a lot of family here. And like you said, just the natural connections from principal. Like people that are my coaches are now principals of some of the schools yeah. are, are around the area I would like to plan and stuff like that. So I, I've just been blessed to where I've, I've been teaching for 10 years. So a lot of the young adults that I see now, I taught them 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So it, it's just a blessing that a lot of it is coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to, to, to like, to not necessarily, I'm not saying to be an equal, but to then come Chris say, hey, look, I've, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you handle this? Mm-hmm. Or, or go to some of the other pastors, because it's different. I know what, what Chris, the things that Chris faced are different from what I faced as a connection pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I get excited knowing that I'll have those, but I'm surrounded around not just creating yeah. but an association of, of, of people. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we want to see you. If you're successful, you know, we're, we're successful. The rising tide lifts all ships. You win, we win. Yeah. You know, we got the same head coach, same playbook, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And so I, I get excited just that, all right, 
no no more huddles. Time to run a play. Yeah, so, no, that's what's I'm good. Nervous. I'm nervous, but I'm anxious. Yeah. I'm excited. And, you know, it's all the things. I'm anticipating. You know, so I, I don't expect. Like, what do I start? What do I do? But I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. The hardest thing I think for people is when you think of starting a church, you think, where am I get people from? And the the hardest thing is it is evangelism. It's reaching neighbors. You know, going to, to places where you've worked. That's what the, the advantage of being local is. You can go to the high schools that you've worked at before and, and you have connections with people who trust you and you're like, hey, I'm doing this thing for church. Would you come and join me? And they're like, I don't even believe in Jesus yet. Doesn't matter. You need to come and check this thing out. Let me share Jesus with you. Uh, and that's where the salvations happen because you're not building, this isn't a church split, this is a church plant. And so the church plant goes, I'm going to go be planted in this area of the city, I'm going to go reach the people in my vicinity and ask them to come join me in the journey of Jesus. And the cool part about that is when you get a lot of people that are church, they bring their background and baggage from the church they had in their past, and they're like, well, we don't have, where's the men's ministry? Where's the women's ministry? Where's the blah, 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 blah. And if you have no background, you're not angry about the fact that they don't do it like they used to do it back in the day, which is why, Katie, you were so great when you came here, because you didn't have a baggage of like, well, my last church, we did X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I had no expectations. And that, that that's what made it simple to lead you, because you weren't coming with a um, an agenda. And I think that's what made it. I didn't know what things were supposed to look like. Right. And that's what made it, gosh, that's what I love. Like, you want to start with a church full of Katie's. And um, because, no, no, the thing that was really cool about you back in the day in, in our, because you came to. Not anymore. No, 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 it's still cool. But, but back then, in 2014, you were in, you were going to the bar, you were going to the club, and you you, you still hadn't changed your friends yet and your habits, and you were just saying, hey, you should come to church. Hey, you should come to church. Hey, you should come to church. And then we, remember? And they never came. No, they did yeah. come. Um, what? The girl's name started with a B. No. Yeah. She was your friend. Bri- oh, Brianna. Brianna. No, she wasn't my friend before. She was my friend because of the 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 sword class. What is it called again? Right. The fencing but the, class. I, that's, I get, well, you... Oh, they, that's oh! I died. Pay. Me. Yes. That's so right. They, we paid for you to take a fencing class to meet people. Honestly, that was so awesome. It's honestly kind of mortifying for me because when I they <laughs> said Chris is like, okay, you're going to be our ACC missionary. Pick a class to take. That's and right. And the that's only right. yeah. class that I could find that I, like that based on my work schedule that I could go to was this fencing class, and I had never, never heard, heard of. <laughs> Like, like, I just, I... This I, is the fact you thought it was about building fences. I don't know why I started to tell this story. I totally regret it now. But I thought, I didn't know that fencing was sword fighting. <laughs> And so I get to this class because I'm thinking, okay, building fences. Like, I'm from the country. Like, I can handle this. Like, I'm just going to, like, you <laughs> know, like, it's kind of interesting that Mending. there's a build, the fence building class at college. And I get there and I feel... Like a fish out of water, like the farthest from water possible. Like I was like, these aren't even people that I know how to talk to. Like this is like a social circle that I just have no. I'm like, how do I talk to these people? They're it's weird. Like I don't know what to do. So yeah. would you go to a class again? Oh man, now I have a toddler. I don't know. You could be like you know, parenting class or something. Maybe I would. It, I think it wouldn't. It can't be college. I, like, I'm freaking 30 tomorrow. Nobody can tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but at some point, I should look like I'm older than 17. What? Yeah, at some point. Not yet. But, yeah. Did you? Oh, actually, yeah, I turned 30 tomorrow. Did y'all know that? Whoa! Um, but Congratulations. Yeah, so, 
I just remember when you couldn't get in to play casino night when we were trying to reach... And you were, like, on the outside. I was so pissed. I had to sit on the freaking swings on the playground because I didn't have a ride home. And, like, wait for my friends that were old enough to get in. And so I just sat. That was funny. On the playground. That's, and waited for them. That's one of the best stories of all time. Yeah, because it's not... It wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. Well, I love that. And so, so I'm, I'm excited, excited for uh, Joseph. Uh, just I can't wait for God bless you in that way. And, and we're watching and, and we're excited. We're going to be celebrating Joseph at our church, at, along with James, at the Concert of Praise for a big send-off on July 31st. So hopefully after you listen to this podcast, you're like, oh, I'll be there um, for that experience. And... Uh, We'll be sending him off and and giving big hugs, but we'll still he'll come back and preach for us. Don't worry. So you can probably see him the next month, but it won't be every week, and that'll be like a sad day. I know that'd be a bummer. Yeah. Can I just encourage y'all really quick before yeah. you wrap it up? Yeah, please. Because I just know pastors. You know, y'all have a hard job. Uh-huh. I think I don't think a lot of people understand like the complexities that y'all face, and so you know, you're not only pastors, your husbands, your fathers, your sons you're you know so like i just wanted to say i'm proud to know y'all and i'm proud that i get to go to church with y'all you know you for what like another not even a month (laughs) so but yeah i just i'm excited for you i'm excited for this next journey and i know you're gonna lead a really awesome church you are so and it's gonna be is it one church what what are you gonna call it oh is there a name you have a name can you, can, is this is it too early to to have you like you don't have to keep this name. This is just we the rate it. This, yeah, ooh, yes. Okay, ready. Oh, go. this would be good. Uh, Identity Church. Identity Church. Ooh. That's cool. You would come up with like an edgier, like cooler name. Identity. What's your is that you just go what's your identity or like what's your ta- tagline? Have you thought of a tagline yet? I think I had some stuff written down. We've been praying through and you know, I got my creative person. <laughs> oh yeah, Sierra's gonna make the best yeah, graphic. First staff, staff member. Uh, identity. Uh, so, so no, I'm excited. And maybe you get like, an ID when you get there, kind of like as your. So there, there are. So, I, so we came up with the name, and then we looked it up. There are identity churches outside of Texas. So you be the identity, you be the identity Texas. Texas. Yeah, but no one owns identitychurch.com because it's a premium. Like, it's like fifteen hundred dollars or something. It's like four thousand. Oh god. Oh. So, so start your donations now. So I will. <laughs> but no one owns it yet, so it'll be out. There's like there's a couple other churches. Well, because you go around it like the identity church or something. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but, but you yeah, yeah. Be simple. 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 You don't want to. The more good. That's that's open, but I'll probably break uh, You know, six months, seven months. Dang. Yeah. No one's gonna buy it because these churches are out there. There's one in Florida. It actually, it's pretty, you know. Moving to shaking church. Yeah, but it's not there yet, so they haven't got it yet. So I gotta get to my donations and buy it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. But yeah, wow. Identity Church is what it is. And what do you think? Is that a good name? I, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. It sounds cool. I, 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 I think you go along with it. Like, I, you know, for our discipleship programs, identity and life patterns, and you can kind of like, what are the life patterns that match your identity of being a church? You know, whatever. That's why I keep Chris. That's it. Yeah. Boom, boom. Love no it. idea guy. A thousand of ideas. Just, you know, maybe one of them will stick. I say, Chris is that guy. He's like, give me a thousand. That's the one. But don't ever tell Chris you have an idea because then he'll just say, okay, then go do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love your ideas. If you do them, yeah. Yeah. Well, because usually people come and say, you know what you need to do? And then I'll be like, and then you turn it around. And I go, no, here's what you can do for the church. Here's how you could serve the church. Yeah, because a lot of times people come at pastors with all their ideas of all the things a pastor should be doing. And you go, no, actually, that's where the Lord's calling you. That is so great. And you just encourage them. Yeah. Well, hey, everyone, I am so grateful. If you guys want to join the conversation, it's 737-231-0605 or go to pastorpleck.com and send in some well wishes for Pastor Joseph. He'll still be around for a couple more weeks and we would be on the podcast. Probably love to answer anything you have for him. Uh, just so grateful for uh, the ministry here and uh, make sure you share and subscribe and do all the things that you do on podcasts everywhere. So from our house to yours, have an awesome week of worship.